Don't look back because the market is closed. Good uh, Tuesday afternoon, everybody. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Pretty crazy day today. Dow Jones was up over 200 points with about an hour and a half to go. And then, boom, here comes the hammer. Trump uh, used the takeaway, pretty much the oldest uh, negotiating tactic in business, to uh, say that he has instructed uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin to uh, pull away from stimulus negotiations with the left and Nancy Pelosi, that they were not negotiating in good faith, and that the talks are over until after the election. It sounds like a final nail in the coffin. coffin. We wouldn't be surprised, however, to see at least the PPP, the uh, Paytech Protection Plan, which still has $134 billion left in it from the, uh, from the last go-round, unused. We wouldn't be surprised to see that get approved anyway, but markets clearly didn't like it. Dow Jones at one point was down over 400 points, closed pretty much right there, closing down 375 points, down 1.3%. Our loser on the day was NASDAQ, down 1.6%, down 177 points at 11,154. Also, uh, SP 500 also down 1.4% at 3,360. And our winner on the day, <clears throat> down slightly, Russell 2000, down three tenths of 1% at 1577. Russell 2000 has been leading both the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 from the March 23rd coronavirus insanity lows. Uh, we think that's a tell. We, we actually think we're seeing several tells here that were a little more clear, if I'm being honest, before the sell-off this afternoon. But we, we see a lot of tells that tell us this is going to be a Trump victory, that this is going to be a landslide election. I think it's a big mistake uh, for Pelosi today to, uh, you know, she wanted... She was asking for $2.2 trillion. Trump was offering $1.6 trillion. That difference, most of it was made up by uh, bailout money that uh, the left wanted for bankrupt blue states and for illegal immigrants. Trump just wasn't going to agree to that. And anyways, used to take away. Uh, we think that's a negative for the Democrats, a big negative for Pelosi. I can tell you a lot of pressure is being brought to bear on her to get a deal done. These uh, uh, these uh, not only uh, senators and congressmen, but state legislation legislators across the country on the left really need needed to be able to go back to their constituency and say that, look, we got this deal done. We can work with the right, even if Trump was to win. And now they have nothing to show for it. We think it's a big negative. We think that's how the public is going to see it. Wouldn't it all be surprised to see Pelosi come back and say, look, we'll do the 1.6. Let's just get this thing done. Wow. Walking away from 1.6 trillion. Really stunning, isn't it? Uh, but I want to cover with you today a couple of things. A little bit of a different podcast today. As we've been sharing with our clients, we believe that we have some macro research that's pointing, and Tyler got into this yesterday as well, we believe we have some macro, very important macro research that we're really not hearing other places that we believe points to what's going to be a continued bull market move higher regardless of who wins the election. Yes, it'll do better if Trump wins, but in the short to medium term, we don't think it really matters who wins. We'll, we'll walk you through that. So much money has been thrown into the, into the system in the U.S. and globally. The amount of liquidity, both from monetary, quantitative easing, and financial, uh, fiscal stimulus, of course, government uh, bailout money. There's so much sloshing around, so much liquidity in the system that stocks really cannot decline very much. It's just that's the way we see it. Liquidity, two things drive, drive the markets higher. Two things drive them higher and lower liquidity or the lack thereof, 
and corporate earnings. Those two things matter most, along with if you're a trend follower and a trend trader following the primary trend. These are the things that matter most to us and what we watch very closely in the VRA investing system. We also uh, believe we've entered, a, and, and the data backs us up, we're going to have 35% GDP growth in the third quarter, thereabouts. We've entered a new economic expansion. We have the shortest bull market, shortest bear, uh, shortest recession, excuse me, shortest bear market, shortest recession in history. We've now had new all-time highs just in the last two weeks in housing, transportation, rails, and materials. Those are confirming, that's confirming data for us. The average economic expansion last eight years with average gains in the S&P 500 at 250%. That's going back to World War II. Another point, we think this is a biggie. Inside of just the last two years, less than two years, we've had the most destructive sell-offs in modern history. First, we had the, the fourth quarter 2018 Fed rate hike-induced market implosion. Again, thanks again for raising rates in December of 2018, Jay Powell, you raving lunatic. Crashed the markets when nobody was around to buy. And now we've had, that was the first calamity, destructive sell-off we've had in the last two years. And of course, now we had the 2020 coronavirus insanity for a week, 37% collapse, the most violent short-term sell-off in history. The point, here's the point we're making. Again, in less than two years, our markets have seen more calamity over the short to medium term than investors typically see their entire lifetimes. So we believe if history is the guide, we think it is here, the odds, the probabilities of another disastrous sell-off in the short to medium term are extremely low. you got people that are scared out of their gourds, right? There's a big wall of worry that's built up. A lot of people have sold and said, let me just go to cash. I don't want to deal with an election that might take how many months to find out who won. I don't want to worry about coronavirus insanity, a possibility of lockdowns possibility of a wave two, all of these things, these fears that are out there, uh, that's a wall of worry. In my career, the biggest moves higher have occurred exactly in this kind of scenario when you had this kind of wall of worry. We think it's extraordinarily bullish. Also, we're entering right now the most seasonally bullish period for stocks. It actually starts next week, mid-October to May, are the best times to own stocks. More than 90% of all stock market gains occur during this time frame. Again, that's going back to the 1940-ish time frame. So <clears throat> we think the markets are, are really set to move higher. Uh, we, we're looking for news just like today and the sell-offs just like today to add to positions. It's been a very good year. We expect it to be an, a, a very good end of the year as well. Also, you know, something that uh, very few people seem to be talking about that we're keying off of here is tomorrow night's debate, the VP debate, um, Pence versus Harris. We want to see Mike Pence. You, you already know you'll, you'll get no help from the moderator. It, we fully expect this to be another 201 debate. But we think Pence is also, we know that Pence is a very good negotiator, very, excuse me, very good debater. And uh, he's not going to fall for Harris's, who knows what kind of, uh, uh, slings and uh, barbs and arrows she's going to throw at him, we don't think it matters because we've got a few questions here that we believe Pence is going to try to get to the bottom of that to date the media has not pressed Biden or Harris on. And uh, certainly not in the first debate with Chris Wallace uh, taking Biden's side. Here are the questions that we believe Pence is going to really hone in for Harris tomorrow night. 
How will $4 trillion in new taxes and a Green New Deal that's going to cost more than $90 trillion, how will all of that keep us out of the depression? How will we have economic growth with these kinds of programs? Second, are you going to lock down the economy? We know they will, right? They follow the science. They are looking for an excuse to lock down the entire economy. How do we know that? Look in New York. Look no further than what Cuomo and Blasio, de Blasio are doing in New York. And you know exactly what Biden and uh, Harris will do. This whole country will be locked down. And uh, there'll probably be a civil war fought over it, but that will be their attempt. So find out. When will you lock down the U.S. economy? Because we know they're going to. Remember, socialists, communists, like nothing more than people that are desperate. Because when you're desperate, when a citizenry is desperate, they will say yes to anything just so they can feed their families. It's a, it's a very tough thing to have to even address. You can't believe we're having this conversation in this country. But if you studied socialism and communism, you know it's how it works. The wealthy and the powerful become even more so. Everybody else fights for this crap's begging for any government assistance they can help, they can get, just to survive and feed their families and maybe keep their jobs. Next question, and this is an important one. Harris, during an an early debate with Biden, said in fact that he is a racist and a sexual predator. These are her claims. These are her words. Pence needs to ask her that question. Is Biden in fact a racist and a sexual predator? We know he has a lifetime, really a complete career of racist actions and speeches in the crime bill of 1994. Find any number of examples. So pin her down on that. Let's see what her reaction is to the words that she used to describe Biden as a racist and sexual predator. Also, the obvious ones. Will the left pack the Supreme Court and add Puerto Rico and D.C. as states? Biden won't answer. Harris won't answer. Voters must have an answer to that question. Also, will they disavow Antifa? They certainly want to paint Trump as a uh, a white supremacist, uh, (laughs) even though there is no evidence that that is the case. Let's put them on the record. Find out what they say officially about Antifa burning down cities in this great country. And also, just my personal favorite, really one of them anyway, Why was Harris voted as the most liberal senator in the Senate? I think we know that reason. Again, Americans deserve answers. I don't know how anyone, and I say this because, yes, I'm a Trump fan. He answers the questions. He shows up. You may not like his answers, but he's not afraid of the tough questions. He'll go anywhere and and, and speak to anybody, and no questions are off, off limits. Why won't Biden and Harris answer questions? How can you vote for anybody, no matter how much you might dislike our president? How can you vote for anybody when you don't know what it is they stand for? Because, folks, the last thing we want to do is become a socialist country uh, and then really let China and Russia win. Uh, that's the game going on here, folks. And I think, I think, I think most listening to, this day, listening to this today are pretty hip to, to, uh, to what I'm talking about here. All right, let's take a look again at the markets here because, again, we are buyers. We like these pullbacks. Uh, we think these are buying opportunities. And we saw it really in the internals today. Again, here, here's the Dow finishing down 375 points, even though we're at you know, almost 28,000 in the Dow. 
375 into what it used to be, it's still a decent decline, 1.3%. But look at the internals. They were rock solid all day. We were talking about like two and a half to three to one positive. NASDAQ, let me start there. NASDAQ down 1.6%. NASDAQ positive internals across the board. Wow. NASDAQ positive advanced decline. NAS, excuse me. I want to get this exactly right. NASDAQ was only slightly negative on advanced decline by 40 issues, okay? It just updated, late, late update. But uh, up down volume, positive by $120 million worth of shares. New 52-week highs to lows on both NYSE and NASDAQ. Check this out. New 52-week highs to lows, positive today by 282 to 38. 282 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 38 hitting new 52-week lows. That's a sign of a market that is broadening. That is extremely positive. I hate to say extremely bullish because we may get a lower open tomorrow on the stimulus. And actually, that, that, that's what we're hoping for. Like, that, that's what we want to see here at the VRA, both for our uh, VRA portfolio and our parabolic options program. That's what we want to see. We want to see a, a sell-off in the morning, and we would be buyers. Uh, NYSE, cover it quickly. Slightly negative NY, uh, on uh, up-down volume. Slightly negative on uh, advanced decline. Actually, $1.4 billion worth negative on up-down volume. So apologies here. I'm not getting this exactly right today. But again, NYSE, 148 stocks hitting new 52-week highs. to so just 18 hitting new 52-week lows. So we would look at this as the base, based on how we read this. This is a mixed to positive day. In the internals, that's the foundational strength of our markets. We did not see that in our sector watch. <clears throat> 10 of 11, S&P 500 sectors closed lower on the day, led to the downside by consumer discretionary, down 2%. Same with communication services. And tech, down 1.6%. Our winner on the day were utilities. Pretty common. A little bit of a flight to safety trade, up uh, 8 tenths to 1%. Bonds uh, uh, yields had been really uh, trading at their highest level, I believe, since June the 24th this morning, with the tenure getting up to 0.79%, and that reversed on the news of no stimulus quickly. Uh, tenure uh, trading now at 0.74%, still tiny, uh, but we think one of the tells that we see with yields uh, ratcheting up a bit is that that's a Trump tell. That's a Trump victory tell. U.S. economy gets stronger, rates have to go up. The U.S. economy is not going to get stronger, in our view, under a Biden-Harris uh, presidency, even as the markets would probably keep going up because of all the stimulus they get, right, both QE and, and, uh, and, and uh, fiscal. But without question, uh, again, just think about how the economy is doing pre-coronavirus insanity. U.S. economy was soaring. We expect it to get back to that fully lower regulations, lower taxes. You know the drill. Let's take a look at our commodity watch today to wrap up. Uh, gold today was trading up on the day, and then boom, here comes the news on stimulus. Got clocked to down $29 an ounce, closing back below $19 an ounce, closing at $18.90 an ounce. That's down 1.5%. Silver really got clocked today, down 4.5% at $23.47. And uh, oil today actually up a dollar a barrel at $40.19 a barrel. And finally for the day, Bitcoin down 161 at 10594 Folks, as always, thank you for listening. Please join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.